Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. Oh, Cecilia, I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you please to come home. Bum, bum, bum. Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. Oh, Cecilia, I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you please to come home. Come on home. I don't know the lyrics. I love it. I know the song, but I couldn't figure out the lyrics. That's for my uh, four-year-old beautiful little daughter. That's wicked. Love it. That's the only song I'll sing. Okay. Is she taking the company over? Uh, she says she wants to be a, a worker like daddy when she grows up. <laughs> nice. Good girl. Good yeah, girl. Nice. So we have Adam, Carlito, we have Adam here from Amp Construction. Love it. Can't Adam, wait. Adam, thank you so much for literally driving the longest <laughs> distance ever to get to our show. He's, sweet. He I got has. a record. He's, 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 he's got a record. 613 area code. And everybody who doesn't know 613, basically everybody in the States, it's Ottawa. Sweet. So I have one <laughs> record on the show already. <laughs> see if I can get a couple more before the so, night. Thank over. you so much. Adam, what are we going to talk about today? ICF, man. Uh, ICF. Do, yeah, everything to do with ICF. Yeah. Okay. All I right. can't wait. And, and I guess for some individuals out there, probably like Finnish carpenters and roofers and anybody else like that, they don't know what ICF stands for. It stands for? Insulated concrete form. There we go. We're going to get into that whole world. But we want to thank you first for joining the show. This is going to be fun, Carlito. This I know is that you like your 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 track pants have turned into Sergio Valente's because we're talking about ICF right yeah. now, which <laughs> and, is really And you know what? I didn't wear a belt for you today. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, let's get the handles out of there. Adam's giving me quite the tablet of handles here. So we've got at Amp Construction. That's A M P Construction. That's how you get a hold of you. Yeah, that's me. So on IG, are you also on Twitter? No. No, 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 no. And, IG only. And it's not me that runs it. So if you're asking questions, you're talking to one of my guys. And then you've got your son. Yeah. And his handle is at Cham, Chamman? Chanman. C-H-A-N-M-A-N-P as in Peter. And then number nine. Number nine. I got to sh- give him a shout out. Just Give him, give yeah. him a shout out. We were How supposed old to is come, he? He's uh, seven. Seven. So okay. we were supposed to do this last week. I was coming down to London for the Canadian motocross championships. That's right. And uh, it was just too much. How did he do? He won. He's a oh, yeah. yes. That's awesome. That's man. why I got to give him a shout out. And maybe somebody can follow him and make my wife happy. So. Give him a follow. That's yeah. great. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to follow him. Yeah. And then we also have uh, a designer here. It's at KKI Design Co. Yep. She's a, our interior designer. That She's my sister. She does a terrific job. She The reason I, I suggest her and the other one is that they do a better job of following our projects than I do. My God, I'll tell you, I'm a bit of a micro, a lot of a micromanager, okay. and, and I have a terrible time putting my tool belt down. Well, you're going to fit in well here, right? Yes. right. So <laughs> and I, then, and I'm then, not one to have my phone on and looking on Instagram, and I, I just don't like doing that about myself. Good for it's, you. It's the future. I don't hate the future. Don't man. worry. I'm a lot like you. <laughs> yeah. I put my phone away and I call everybody back at the end no, of the day. Yeah, I, I see, see that's the way I grew I up see. watching my dad do it, you know? Yeah. And like you could actually get something done during the day. Yeah, what? I don't need anything mis- distracting me and taking me away from Like work. technology? Hey. Well, what, like if, you're just about to set a tile. You got all the mud on it. It's all back when you're going <laughs> to fucking set it in place and your phone rings. Like, Thank you, you very much, Adam. Okay, well, th- you don't answer it then. But, you know, <laughs> you, the amount of times I've answered phones when I'm on top of a ladder and the phone yeah, rings. I, yeah, I do. But that's a different story. Hang yeah. on. I still got a few more here. So we have uh, one more designer, home yes. design. So my foreman's wife, she draws all of our plans and she, uh, like, she does a good job of also following the builds, explaining it for people that... Uh, 
I find the older generation seem to think that it's like a styrofoam house when it's 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 <laughs> is a that, concrete is that what they, house. Is that what they call it? They yeah, call it's it. amazing. I, like I had a phone call on the way here. Anyway, anyway <laughs> follow her. Okay, she's, yes. Yeah, she's good. Okay, so her her handle is Elise. So it's uh, E L Y S E dot McCurdy. Yep. So M C C U R D Y underscore home design. Yeah. And then we finally have your website, which is www.ampamp.construction.ca. Correct. And the phone number to get a hold of you is area code 613. You are our first 613. 613-223-3705. So this show is going to be about 15 hours because we've got to do all these handles about four or five times. No, no, no. Just once. I'll tell you what. Follow my son. That'll make my wife happy. No, we'll do all the handles. We'll go faster and faster. I got to get this out of me before. So I saw the amp and I I've been riding dirt bike my whole life. Okay. And I had to ask you if you rode dirt bike. And you know what? It's such a dirt bike name. Amp, you know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. I was born for it, I guess. Yeah. And, and I, I wanted to tell you, you, you said your son won a championship last month. Just on Sunday. Yeah, on he's Sunday. He's a Canadian champion. Yeah. I wow. won my first 800 uh, last year. Good for you. On the I, ice. Yeah. yeah. Ice racing. Oh, very yeah. yeah. In Stoko Lake. Oh, do you know what the miles is by chance? No, they ice racers. But I might. You're gonna go crazy, Manny. <laughs> don't we, you have a street bike, don't well, you? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, welcome to Carlito's okay. Off Road right. Bike Podcast. Let's talk about tractors first. If we can. Hey, let's do that. All right. <laughs> what do we want to begin with? You want to begin with bone, or you want to oh, begin no. with construction? We're start history? The construction bone. Bone. Who's got the bone this this week? Oh, let's see what he has nah, to say. You guys go ahead. You know, I was listening to the 100 episode, and I was thinking, what's my bone gonna be? And it jumped around to about five million different bones. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, but what's the one you, that really? You realize there's you? only about what two hundred and how many in a bone? <laughs> what's uh, the first one that's popping into your head? Like the one that always keeps happening. I think one of the things is like the, our industry as a whole, specifically maybe people you grow up with that go on to university and are probably working at Starbucks or maybe they're in high tech or something. Maybe they're making good coin. You know, if you if they ask you what you do, you're like, I. Construction, you know, you try and downplay I know it, but like, I know where you're going with this. This is going to come across arrogant, and I'm nope, not trying nope. to, but like, it, it will not. People tell me I'm fucking good at my job, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, my guys are really effing good at their jobs, too. And I would hate to be looked at like that. Like, we make good money, yep. we do really cool things, and we have people tell us, like, stop all the time at our job sites and tell us, like, wow, that was really fast, it looks wonderful. You know, like the people that might look down on us. I doubt people walk into their office building and be like, fuck, you're good at this data entry. You know what I mean? Like, construction is, I think, for a certain breed and a, a certain breed of person. And I'd like to get the stigma away from it that you're not, you know what I mean? Kind of sh- sheepishly saying I'm a construction worker. We're part of the upper echelon of every other career out there. Right. That's <laughs> the, honestly, I'm sorry, but that's how I feel the same way. Yeah. So we are not blue collar. This is like the last stop of your career. This is like a fallback. This is not, that's bull. That's mm. all crap, man. I told you, I, 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 I have the same attitude or the same confidence or the same pride. If I was standing next to a lawyer, doctor, or yeah, right, exactly. Well, day. but there, but there is a difference. I went to a party everyone was office people and like so i'm listening to all my friends talking about television shows they have all this time on their hands to talk about television you're going there and i'm like (laughs) i'm like wow i don't know any of these shows because i'm working so much right right and i i realized that i don't relate to them in a lot of ways (laughs) did you watch the shows when you were on the show no 
Only when I visited my mother, then she would. Uh, she, like, this is my she, son on TV. She was so proud. Yeah, she was so proud of me, and she had that channel on all the time. And, but that, but Still that was on. the evening news. But you know and what? It was it's, about police chase or something. It's interesting. Like you listen to yourself on the podcast, and you say, "Wow, I didn't know I sounded like that." Or you see yourself on TV, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't know that that's what I did." Or those were my habits. It's kind of funny like that. Anyway, sorry. It's a good bone. I like that bone. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Bone. Can, I, can I throw a construction bone in? No. One okay, per week. That's it. One per show. That's it. <laughs> Come on. Do that's it. Somebody else do one. You are cut off. What are we doing now? Oh, Manny. I think we should do history with Manny. Adam, I want to ask you a question, and it is ICF related. He's probably... Re- Carlito might know this. I'm not exactly uh, sure. <laughs> Who invented ICF? Ooh. That is brilliant. Uh, and which Nudera country? Von Lasky was his name, I think. No? And what year? 1968. 66, I got. Fuck. Wow. Is that an actual fact? So, 19, that's pretty new, man. So, uh, Werner, Werner Gregory? No idea. I just made it. He's a Canadian contractor. Hmm. He's the one that first filed for the patent of foam concrete form. Hmm. Wow. And that was 66. Uh, with block measuring 16 inches high by 48 inches long and tongue wow. and groove, interlock, metal ties, and waffle grid core. Now, let me ask you this. Carlito might know this. I'm not exactly sure. Which country or which continent is the most, uh, uses ICF? Oh, I would say, if I can interrupt, California. Continent. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wish it was the United States. Continent. United I'd like States, where you're yeah. going. I wish they would just. I would off, assume but... United States, but I, th- I, I, you know North what? North America, no? Yeah. Everybody, I it's said got... continent, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's got to want... be North America, no? Yes. Yeah, right. North America dominates the market for insulated concrete forms, followed by which country? Europe. Yes. Uh, Arizona. Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but. Certain regions of South America and Asia Pacific are quickly growing. Get out of here. They for are quickly for growing. For hurricanes and disaster stuff or why? Possibly. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Could be. We're going to get into all that stuff. about. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Really I wasn't interesting. expecting it to be a Canadian, but there's a lot of good stuff that Canadians do, including this Picasso. Yeah, like the space <laughs> arm. <laughs> yeah, right. I went to elementary school with a guy whose dad worked on that thing. So. Wait, do you use PL on ICFs? Just on the space shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like you, Adam. All right. All right. Okay. So that was. That was history with Manny. And on with the show we go. Adam, <laughs> it's over to you now. The show is all, all right. yours now. Let us know you, all about You guys got to give us some guidance. So my, my customers will all tell you that I get very long-winded on answers and we get going down these rabbit holes. So you might have to yank me back. Well, we what's, will. The, what's the history? How'd you get into construction? Uh, I think I was four. Wow. Yeah, my parents, uh, my dad, anything about me has to come from my dad, if you, if you understand. What was he? Him. Was he in the trade? He's like the most amazing guy ever. So he owned a, he, he does everything, but he, he owned a trucking company with my uncle in the Eastern Townships in Quebec. And uh, he worked too much. And my mom said, you got to do something here. We got four or three young kids at the time. So he ended up just walking away and got three jobs in Ottawa until he could move my mom here. And then uh, he, he's a mechanic by trade. In my earlier years, he, he did um, any kind of mechanical construction. So um, loading docks, building like uh, grocery stores, all the you know automated counters, anything from that to wow. tile to framing, building houses. Like he just, he's just a talented guy that would do anything from 
dark till dark, you know? Yeah. And so when uh, I was four, they built a house. We moved into it when there was vapor barrier over the windows. And there was, you know... <laughs> that's the, when you guys moved in? Yeah, four kids. <laughs> so that, that was considered substantial? I mean, that's occupancy in Beckwith Township. That's occupancy caliber. I know people still do it. Right. Well, hey. So uh, I remember he, he had the, you know, the the quarter-inch ply, uh, Luan plywood for underneath linoleum with all yep. the X's on it. Yep. <laughs> so he just left me a big pile of nails, and I got to put all the nails in. And from then, I think I was hooked, and every tool that he owned was in the woods around our house. You know, from, it, from then and, on. and what kind of tools was he using? <laughs> he was a Makita man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I worked, obviously, construction with my uncle in the summers growing up. And then uh, I raced motocross. And my yes. mom and dad said, I had like a sweet white panel van with all my sponsors on it. And my mom and dad said, you're going to college for something. We don't care what, but you got to go for something. So I was uh, working at a, a shed company, man, like basically managing a, a shed manufacturer that just would go and build sheds at your house. So fuck, I was working at Home Depot in the wintertime. And this guy came in and he was just talking about like, oh, the HVAC trade, man, like you make good, you make like 60 grand a year. I'm like, at the time, that's all I ever wanted to make, sadly, you know. He's like, it's all the work you can handle. And like, they're looking for people. So I'm like, fuck, well, I'm going to go do this. My parents like, whatever, you, you want to do it, go, you know. It's, so I went to college for HVAC. Never worked a day in it. No, so you, uh, did, you did the whole college thing in HVAC and you didn't work? Yeah, so I, I ended up starting my company in college by accident, basically. So in the, I was going to school for HVAC. And then in the summertime... I was back to building sheds. Manny's favorite, by the way. Oh, fuck. I, yeah, right. I, I mean, I can tell you some stories about this owner. Like, he ended up getting stabbed to death in Mexico in his car. But, okay. I like where this is going already. So, <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. So, but, Let's get back to that right. then. I said I go down some rabbit holes. That's on these a questions. first. Okay. So, <laughs> I was working there, and this guy was just, yeah, this guy was just crooked as was a compulsive liar, you know, and I can't lie to anybody for any reason. And so wow. I'd show up to build a shed on somebody's site and they would be like, where have you guys been? You know, like I've been waiting for three weeks. I took 10 days off of work. They keep telling me you're coming the next day. And I'd be like, and like, I literally can't lie. And I'm like, yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like I just, I just build them and I come and I get the papers in the morning telling me, you know, you're going to do this one. So, and this one, these people, they had a wedding planned. Oh no! And they were like, "Well, it's gonna be done for t like the weekend, right?" It was like a Wednesday. I don't remember what day it was, but it, and I'm like, "Well, I know when I left, they told me your windows weren't in, and I know they're not coming this week." Uh oh! And he had just lied to them and strung them, up, and it just it just put me in a position that you know I I just couldn't do, you know. So was the I, honeymoon in Mexico? No, he he had, <laughs> you want to know? So it came across the, the Ottawa citizen like Dandy. Uh, can I say his name? Yeah, sure. Dandy on 53 of, of Carlton Place. Oh, wow. Missing in Mexico. And I know two Dandions in their 50s from Carlton Place. And one of them, I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> and uh, Okay, how, so do we, they, how do we get there? How do we get to... So the, why is he stabbed to death in yeah. his car in Mexico? Yeah. He was oh, that's who you were working for at first. Yeah, yeah, I was working so for him. Getting, yeah, okay. So when HVAC flew away right away? No, no, it was <laughs> it in the summertime. Like no, no, no. It was in the summertime between semesters. Got it. And you got a bug for building, actual building. Well, I was just needed summer work, right? And so uh, I was working there. And uh, and when I quit, 
I just was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing this. So I quit and just, I think probably from the community and my parents and people knew, well, Adam can do that, you know? So they started calling. And so Amp Construction was born in 2004 with no real direction or good ideas. But, uh, you know, 16 years later, here we are. Um, and when I went back to school in the fall, I had two guys working for me that I was 20 at the time. They were in their 30s. And we were installing millwork for um, a company that does it for like Outback Steakhouse, chapters, schools, putting all the lockers in, all the woodwork, all the commercial woodwork. This is see. before the union. Yeah, they're still not unionized. So wow. somehow they have a backdoor into these contracts. And, and so there's like Alaska Wood still isn't unionized. But uh, that's so when I went back to school, I was trying to manage the two guys on site after class, run over. Make sure they had everything, you know. So was, you're in school and you're running a job and... Well, I mean, it was pretty easy. Like, you're just subbing off of a big company. So as long as they show up on time and follow what they're supposed to be doing, it shouldn't be too much babysitting. But, yeah, that's... I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, you just dive right in, I guess, right? Okay. I did that. And if you're wondering how I get into ICF... Yeah, where did that show up? So, so AMP started in 2004. Yeah. But when did the ICF begin? What, and so, what made you get into ICF? Well, here, we'll, we'll just do this transition right now then. Oh, four, I'm playing uh, volleyball at Algonquin, and the coach says, hey, my landlord needs somebody. College volleyball. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, so, you sound like so you're having a lot of fun. Who's yeah. the mascot? What, what school are you going, what, talking about here? Algonquin in Ottawa. Okay, what was the mascot there? Uh, I don't know. I, don't know. I was just going to say, go Bears. I don't no, know. No, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the coach says, hey, my landlord needs some labor help and i'm like okay well i'll go over whatever on the weekend so he was an executive at lafarge and he was building an icf home two-story um and so that was my first time seeing it what's his name because i know a few people tony tony that's funny all the guys i know at lafarge don't have construction typical names like uh, tony no, he got fired <laughs> yeah he got, okay. fired. he got fired so okay all he, right there's a big split up i'm not sure which but got it okay never mind we won't talk about <laughs> if you know that. a tony from ottawa at lafarge in 2004 it's probably him and, and this show is brought to you by lafarge <laughs> yeah right so uh it's my first time seeing icf and then kind of the crew of guys that he had working on it they asked me to come and help him on another one and so i spent about a week and a half two weeks working on this icf bungalow and it really fucking soured me on it to be honest with you because uh as i'll get to the theme of this like i'm a big fan of like systems and efficiencies inefficiencies drive me like mentally crazy you know working with these guys i was probably at the time in full honesty like probably too much of like a just i'm gonna jump in and like just try and help maybe i should have just listened and just maybe tugged all the braces in or clean garbage up. But I really was like watching these guys work and there was like five guys and they just were like fucking dragging their ass. Like they, they just, they were, I, I like, know just, exactly. Yeah. Typical construction. Right. And so like <laughs> as a 19 or 20 year old kid, I'm like, so this ICF stuff, like why are we doing it? Cause it seems like it's taking a long time. And they're like, no, 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 because we don't have to insulate it. You know, we wouldn't frame it this fast. And I'm like, Okay, well, it's day four, and I know working with my uncle, we would have had this thing framed. Like, I'm trying to fucking understand this day after day, and they finally get all the blocks up, and I'm like, okay, this is... It's not cheaper at the time, certainly. It's not faster. It better be a whole hell of a lot better. After that experience with it, I really... uh, Had a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, no, exactly. Because of the guys. 
Right. And yeah. the, the, that's, but that's the theme of ICF is that if you hear of something negative about it, almost a thousand percent of the time, it's going to be because it was a bad installer or a bad contractor that would have fucked up framing or anything it's, else. It's but not fr- the product. Skipping no, a step. That's it, that's it. Yeah. Just not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Being inefficient. So or, like on the way here, I had a guy phone me talking about building my passive home. And he was like, wow, you know, the sky across the road just built one. And I really like the idea, but shit, it took him over a year and it was a pretty simple house, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, this is again, the contractor, you know, like I can give you examples. You can talk to my customers. It does not take us that long. Like we're faster with ICF than we would be traditional, but the bad image or the bad stigma of it, you look online, you know, and the comments from other people, it's like, holy fuck guys. Like it's a concrete wall here filled with rebar. It's not magic. It's not some crazy, you know, thing. It's, it's a concrete fucking wall and we don't pull our forms away after and truck them away. It's just, it stays on there. That's just a different way of forming the concrete and holding it. You know, I know a lot of concrete forming guys don't like it. Right. Well, okay. When I say it's going to cost them a lot of money in about five years. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. Yeah. And so respectfully, when I had a chat with George from DGR, he he's a future. Con- yeah, he's a concrete yeah. forming company. Well, also, other kinds of concrete uh, applications, but he's very interested in it. Right, because he wants to see it. Where's our code going right now? I, that's the reason why. And so we'll get into our value that. keeps growing. Also, the, the, the efficiency and the oh. R value is growing every day. So I think any concrete forming guy out there that's just dismissing it is They're, really going to be missing out. I'm later sorry. On. I respectfully tell you that you're crazy. Yeah, that's why I wanted to drive here was because. I felt like I maybe have a bit of a unique perspective on it in that I didn't want somebody who's maybe a salesman of it to come on here and, and fuck this up, you know, because yeah. I was against it. If you asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, fuck, man, it takes a long time. I would have said the negatives of it, right? Because I saw a bad example of it and I wasn't smart enough or whatever you want to call it to, to look into the product instead of my experience with it. Right. So, so when was that aha moment when you, because you first yeah, seen right. it and these guys are not doing it. Like you said, so I started it my took, company. Yeah. That's first year one of company. It's like, Oh, four oh five. at some point it's time to grow up. And I'm like, what am I going to do to make money? Like I have aspirations of, you know, making a living for my family. And so I come from a family who's not afraid of work. They're honest as the day is long. I had a pretty good range of abilities. I'm, I'm pretty good at trim, trim and finishing. For some reason, I decided to get into roofing because at the time I thought, fucking roofers make good money. They got nice trucks. And uh, so <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me how, but we, we, had a, we built a fantastic crew in Ottawa of like, there was basically four guys my size, my brother, two other guys, one of them, uh, Dan Burke, he he moved out back home to Nova Scotia. He does like 12 million a year in Holy his company. Cow. It does like some incredible homes in Nova Scotia around Halifax. The other guy's an engineer, but we were roofing and, and really where I learned to be efficient and to how to make money was setting up, you know, the same system. You show up, pull the tarps out, you protect everything. The same guys go up. We all rip, we all prep, we all shingle, we go home. We are on the golf course literally most days by noon we were wow. re- we were re- well because you want to get the job done right man. so you put four guys my size on a roof they yeah. know what they're doing yeah and i would say you know you guys are getting the same amount of money if we stay here till five or we can golf in the afternoon and 
literally most days we were on the golf course by one o'clock. Isn't that hilarious? Wow. And and we like we weren't hacks. Like we did a fucking good job. And so when that kind of core of us split expired, up, expired, if you will, one became yeah. an engineer. He's working for Dufresne Piling in Montreal. Dan wanted to move back home. My brother and I were partners in that. Uh, Dissolved, if you will. I I was gonna roof like because I can put them down. I can make good money just putting them down. But when you go from doing a house in five hours to going having to do it in twelve hours with a bunch of crackheads, it's true, uh, right? And and the problem <laughs> was is that I have abilities in construction, so I was I could have been busy the whole year doing regular construction rental stuff because I do have a good ability to do that, and so. When those calls were always coming in and before I was saying no because I was roofing, making good money doing that and only working a couple hours a day, eventually I'm like, oh, fuck, I guess I'll go do this. So what really changed it was a family's home burned down. And so the budget was at the time to me large enough where I felt like I could take the time and maybe, you know, give them a better product. So instead of doing a, a poured foundation, I could do the ICF and make that money myself. And so... Um, that was my first one I did kind of by myself, my re-experience into it. And then from that, uh, we were building what we thought was our forever home on the road I grew up on. And so I kind of drew the plans up to match the measurements of the brand that I was using. So I thought, fuck, I'm going to do this. What were you using at the time? Nudura uh, is, okay. the, is the brand we're on. And so my dad and I on like a weekend basically got all the ICF up and ready to pour on a Saturday and a Sunday. And I'm like, fuck. That looking was at the easy. numbers of what it would have paid and the time it took me. I'm like, fuck, there's something here, you know? Like, if it's this, not this, if it's this user, if it can be this user friendly, imagine some efficiencies, imagine learning the product better. And so my dad, you know, thank God to him, was kind of like, well, you know, you should maybe look into this, Adam. Like, if you should maybe go down this road. So we start, I start maybe pushing it a little bit more, a little bit more. And so I say forever home because uh, um, the house I grew up on was surrounded by 100 acres and they decided to sell their home. So they called me just up the road and they said, Adam, we're selling our home. We want you to build us a new one. And I said, well, what are you guys doing with your house? I said, well, it goes to you first. So, well, let me talk to my wife, you know. So we decided to buy their house and, and uh, I built them one right next to my parents. So like you know, 500 meters up the road from where I was living. And they were in a situation where they could um, spend some money on the core, the bones of the structure. So we decided to go ICF all the way to the trusses. And this is really where probably my business changed and my perspective on ICF, its benefits really changed once you start researching uh, mass wall theory instead of our value. Really, I saw the benefits of it on this build, and, and it really changed the way that I look at uh, the way that I looked at ICF. So, so let's talk but, about those. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I kind of want, like I like where you're going because right. the other day I, we I took my wife out for a date and we went to a pizza store and there was this granite wall. So I was up against this glass wall and it was just temperature outside. Right. My wife's like, "You want to feel this granite?" And I touch it. And the mass that it had held throughout the whole day, it was just so hot. Exactly, Even though yeah. it was a cool night, yeah, it is, was retaining all this heat. So this is exactly everything that is beneficial about ICF. So first of all, if we talk about our values, like they're fucking garbage. Like just 
the way the means of testing our values is a stupid broken mechanism okay it, it measures how heat travels through, through a right and so the way to stop that is you stop the airflow so this actually comes from Roxall. This this example I'm going to use, Roxall did a test where they tested a wall cavity two is by six. Is that rock wood now? Yeah, rock rock and <laughs> rock and wood. It's garbage, is what right. it is. So I like they it. they test a wall cavity with vapor barrier two by six insulation OSB, and it tests the same R value both with insulation and without it because it's stopping the <laughs> airflow. Right? If you stop the airflow, you stop the ability to transfer the heat. Yes. Right. But it's it's the way that everybody everybody wants to know what what's the R value of that. Well, first of all, it's a stupid fucking way of testing, and secondly, there's a million ways of faking it. So let's look at something better. If I if I pass you a, a really hot coffee in a tiny little styrofoam cup, that's got like R what, point four, yeah, and it's hundred even. degrees. You can't tell. You're gonna burn your mouth every time because you don't. But it has a thermal break. Right, and so imagine I give you a, a hot coffee and a little piece of fiberglass. You know you're gonna burn it right away or whatever. So. When you research this stuff, look into mass wall theories. Imagine being out camping, you're in a tent, and uh, you bring a really big rock from beside the fire, you bring it into your tent. Now think about the bigger the rock, the longer that's gonna radiate heat off in your tent, right? All we're doing in this province is fucking bringing cold rocks into our houses. You know, you got 40, 50, 60 meters of concrete touching the cold earth outside, and then we bring them inside of our house, okay? And now we're gonna all argue about I know you're going to say spray foam, but we're all going to argue about it. What's the best way of doing it? What's the best way of managing all this moisture? So if I know like spray foam is good, but let's talk about the fuckhead track builders. Okay. Let's put a wall. Let's put a, a space behind our wall. Let's put tar paper on. Let's put Tyvek. Let's put poly. Let's put, now we got to manage this issue that we should be using for our benefit instead of fuck, fucking fighting it. Right. So I think, I, I think Carlito and I both completely 1000% right. agree with you. The problem isn't you guys. The problem is getting other, it's getting the common contractor. They're like, you don't have to be fighting this because you can use it to your benefit here. It's like, interesting that mass. Okay. So mass wall is not a new thing. No, this is like way, way old stone houses. Exactly. On exactly but right? also I, I know guys that are off grid. They, they used to put, chopped up rubber tires heat underneath shame. their heat soil right. about a foot down and all the heat during the day on a cold day Just on a cold night right. that heat would slowly heat the house That's until morning again yeah. yeah exactly so okay so hang on we got to take a little break uh, a little pause <laughs> no keep that thought because i'm loving it all right all right so we're talking with adam from at or, or at am construction and then also your your boy is at uh, C-H-A-M a N P and the number nine. Yep. Chan man. Chan man. So Chan does that mean he's number nine? That, his or number is number one. nine, but number he's number nine. one in Canada. So give so, give yeah. him a follow. Yeah, Let's yeah. get That's some numbers on him. So right. and then also you've got the design which is KKI Design Co. Yep. At and then there's also your Foreman's wife who Foreman's designed. wife. Yeah, yeah. So Elise uh, so it's uh, Elise dot McCurdy underscore home design mccurdy spelled m-c-c-u-r-d-y and then the website is www.ampconstruction.ca and then the good old 613-223-3705 so we're just getting into the whole icf chat but now we have to do building code talk with manny it's interesting that you brought up the r value because i agree with you and it's bull would you happen to know what the minimum r value is for a concrete foundation in ontario Meaning, like, what would they have to add to the outside of it now? Yes, minimum. So, well, it, here's the fucked up part about this. Oh, it's, I like, know. it's like your footing size, right? It all depends on what SB12 package you pick. So, if you can, 
not put foil foam on the outside of your house and just put a more efficient furnace, okay? And all of a sudden you fit right in there. You wonder how people aren't, you know, making better homes. They just find back doors and ways around it. So I, I agree no, with you. I, don't, I don't know. What, what, R8. Like, yeah, so there you go. That's the minimum. That's great. R8. On the inside or the outside? That's on the inside, extending down to the basement floor slab. That's what they're expecting based on the wall less than 50% above grade. So, so they're only bringing those blankets right down to below frost, which like, is another yeah. bullshit way of doing things. Yeah. And I see in a lot of houses, these guys are actually keeping the building insulation. So like most people don't realize that a basement that has this four foot insulation around it, you're supposed to remove that when you do the renovation or do your basement. And what's the worst thing about that thing is how they compact it with the ram sets. And then yeah. how does it insulate? They it, squeeze it, the insulation. Okay. So, so it has no R so, value. So that was... Building code talk with money. Great. So all my segments are done. Okay. That's all. Um, I just want to know. So but be, no, no. So we want to get into this stuff. And but, I agree but with But before you. we go too far, I, I do want to say something. You said something very important. The architect and engineer, which one of them is your sister, the most important about part about using them is that they understand ICF. Right. So. And that's a big deal. Yeah. So if. I got to ask you, so Adam. I'm going to pretend you guys are customers. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. How far back do you think the building code is? Because I honestly think that this is oh. the Spanish flu from 1918 that's going on right now. Right. So you remember Buddy saying like there's first world and then there's third world problems yes. in Canada, second world. I thought yes. that was like pretty accurate. Yeah. But so you guys are always talking about minimum code all the time. And so I kind of want to say like, who fucking cares about that? Like Nobody. I don't build my business at that level. That's great. That's actually a great analogy because the thing is, if you actually care about the construction industry and you're building yeah, right. a brand, you would never build it at a minimum no. level. And my customer, nor would I want to sell something no. to those type of people that are no. saying, no, just do the minimum, right? Now, and I also, we both also agree with you, but the point of the minimum code is that we really want to educate people going for their business licenses. And this is kind of a way to practice your minimum code so that you can pass. Because their requirements, huh? the requirements for the city are <laughs> right. minimum code. They don't care about no, overkill. The, you know, there, I think maybe there is some importance to be put on that for job site purposes. You know, if say another trade asks you something, blah, 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 blah. Well, that, you can't do that. It's not the code. And you would think it's some arbitrary number that doesn't matter. But how many times in our work life does something come up and you like, actually, fuck, I do know that. And you say it and it solves some problem. I'm not saying I agree with it. You know, maybe you only need it for one little tiny square foot of a whole house, but the co minimum code can be beneficial to know it. It doesn't mean you always have to practice it, but I think no, you don't. Well, it's right. but it is surprising how many times I walk into a job site and they don't know minimum code and they're way be under minimum okay, code, okay, and right. I'm just like, what are you doing? Right. And they're like, right. what? This is how I was taught, and I was like, oh my okay. god. Okay, That's so, a whole fucking problem on its yeah. own, though. So it's we interrupted you to take our little break there, and, but we and it was getting a little heavy, and I was enjoying it. So our value. Right. And mass, the foam house and the foam house, right. mass. And, and, and we so, agree with you. So where is the future headed? And I think that North America is such a wasteful continent. 
we should be paying attention to Europe and to Asia and to other places that are more efficient and building better. Because I've always said this over and over that we are not building as good as the rest of the world. Right. And we should. And I'm including the U.S. too, as, despite the fact that the U.S. thinks that they're the epicenter. I'm sorry, <laughs> but they're not. When it comes to construction, no, 100%. they are not. 100%. Canada is not. We should be. Both of us should be. But I yes. do love hearing facts like the first passive house was built in Canada in Saskatchewan. Right. Right. So, and now to learn about ICF, Canadian contractor. Well, because look at our climate, right? So, like, yeah, we, right. We, we basically go outside going, it's fucking cold. Yeah, right. but, <laughs> but it's even more important that we go through so, much, so many different fluctuations to be able to have a house that breathes and moves and flexes right. to all those Seasons. degrees. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm a big building science guy. Like that's, I think, maybe why my personality lends itself to this is because we have like one of the hardest climates I think to build for because we battle like it's pretty fucking humid and hot in the yeah. middle of summertime in Ottawa like you know it was 41 and 42 degrees yep. so we got to build for that with air conditioning on our mind and we also got to build for minus 40 right so when you're following these building science guys and like in Boston and Massachusetts they don't get the the swing that we do no and the guys in Texas that are only battling the, the heat their insulating wall assemblies are not exactly the best thing. And I'm not saying ICF is the best thing, but certainly it has a whole lot of advantages to it. So, you know, you said it's not a new thing, this mass wall. Well, think about all the old farmhouses with the double, like the, they weren't stupid, those old timers, no. my dad would say. You know, they got these double stone <laughs> walls because once you get that heated up, in the summertime, it doesn't get hot in those houses. But what was the number one thing that you saw as soon as you stepped into those old homes, those old farm homes? You saw that massive fireplace. Yeah, right. Right? And, yes. that, and, that, and, and that was great. That was, that was the way it was supposed to do. But now we've got our codes regarding fireplaces, and now so, we're, we're restricted now. So this is going to bring me to the, all the a-holes. Okay. All, all the guys out there that say, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you guys have heard this, I guarantee you. Houses are too tight these days. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. I don't believe that. No, I don't believe it either. But here's the problem, okay, is that it's like taking a carbureted car and putting fuel injection on it. Once you cross that line to putting a vapor barrier on, the reason that they grew up in these houses that never had these problems is because they were so leaky yeah. and so drafty that everything just dried out, right? Yeah. Well, barn boards on the... Your roof can leak on a barn board roof. It doesn't rot because it only goes six inches and then drops into the house. Yeah. There's no vapor barrier. How many times have you renovated a 20-year-old house and they didn't split the bat behind an electrical box or they didn't vapor barrier it properly and the osb is blown out on the outside yes right right we've all seen this yes. yeah so if once you decide to go to a vapor barrier you need to be diligent you need to seal every single penetration because if you don't if your granite guy comes in or whoever and cuts your vapor barrier and says oh houses are too tight these days oh buddy you know <laughs> you have any idea how much work i put into making this thing as airtight as possible so that i can rely on my hrv to work as a system because people don't that's understand right. systems. That's, that's exactly what we learned from yeah. another building science person is that it's about the system. Everything every system. trade has to be aware of exactly. the system. Exactly. And the system changes to the materials you're using. Obviously. 100%, right. Yeah. So we just, we just did one. And so the, the homeowners decided to hire a, a building science, like a your consultant. Or right, okay. consultant, right. So they hired a consultant. And I didn't learn this till afterwards that he was really against ICF. Wow. Yes. What was the reason? So they, so we get going down the relationship with the customer, right? And we're building for them. And she says, okay, so here's what the, the consultant wants. Maybe you should give him a call. So I give him a call 
And I'm expecting him to be like, oh, ICF sweet and, you know, really on board with it. And I kind of sensed a bit that he wasn't super pumped on it. So I'm like, you know, like, what, what's your problem with it? And he said, well, we just find them to be super leaky. And I said, well. What? What's, How's that? What? I said, well, what's leaky on them, right? Like what? It, and he goes, well, specifically, you know, the, the top plate connection. Because we always go ICF all the way to the trusses on our houses. All of our houses go, you know all the way to the ceiling. And, I'm, and my response was kind of like, yeah, well, if you do a shitty job of that, it's the same as doing it below your floor. It's no different. I mean, a shitty job is a shitty job, right? right. If you're not following all of the details through. And he said, no, no, it's true. I just, I just haven't had good experiences with them. So fast forward to him coming and doing a blower door. And we're kind of waiting for him. And the homeowner tells me how against it he was and that he had actually almost changed their mind to not do to, it? Right, to not do ICF. And she's like, we were just so far down the road with it that, you know, he just was really worried about getting this air tightness, you know? And I'm like, well, okay, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we're okay here, you know? So typically I'm a, I'm a stickler for vapor barrier for all of the joints, acoustic, like every little nook and cranny is t- looked after. Like, you know, imagine a bag full of water and if you start poking holes in it, that's the way you got to look at it. So yep. if you start poking holes in it, we got to patch those. Otherwise, that water's pouring out of it. We did this home. Uh, we put foil foam on the ceiling. And then we used, a, well, to get rid of any thermal bridging. That was our air slash vapor barrier. Um, so we picked up an R10 very easily. No thermal bridging on the trusses because it was a cathedral ceiling. So I was forced to use bats in it. We couldn't get any other way. What of, was the depth of the trusses? You're probably going 12 inches. Of, of bat. bat. Yeah, I did two layers of R40 on it. Yeah, yeah. wow. Holy but the cow. problem is, is, like, you got all those truss webs coming down. You can't get in them. We couldn't do cellulose because of the pitch. It was, like, a 10, 12 pitch. Anyway, long story short, we used foil foam on the whole ceiling. And we do this a lot. And then we sealed all the joints with Sega Wiglove tape. Sega. Okay. Yeah. It's, like, a really sticky German tape. Anyways. The Germans. German. Right. Oh, they're pretty smart with this stuff. <laughs> so, anyway, somebody walks in, and he was against it. Like, she just told me he tried to talk him out of it. And he hooks his blower door test up and I was, and he hooks it up and turns it on. And then I see him like kind of look at the screen and he starts looking around. He's walking around. He's taking <laughs> pictures of everything, right? And Tom, my foreman, Tom, he's excellent. You were like, well, fuck, well, I wonder how we did, you know? Anyways, about after like six minutes, he shuts off. He's like, guys, this is fantastic. You know, he was just super pumped on it. And we pulled passive numbers on it. You got as low as 0. 0.07, 0. 0.078. Uh, 041. 041. Yeah. And so Ooh. on a 20. Platinum lead home. So on a 2200 square foot shell, there was a four and a half by five hole. And I know where the fucking hole is too, right? So the problem was, as we were putting uh, the styrofoam up, the screws, we were using six inch screws through two by fours. We should have snapped all of our lines. You missed a just, few. You uh, missed a fucking few, and they all add up, right? Yeah. So, anyways, Buddy came out and did it. He was just so pumped on it. And so we were looking at it like we really didn't do anything more than we normally do for these, except for this tape, which was wildly expensive. And um, back to, like, minimum code and, like, these people that say, we always built this way. That's just a noise of shit to me. So I bought a thermal imaging camera two years ago to see if I could pick up Am I missing something? Maybe I can do something better, right? So we start studying around our windows. And so on the bottom of the ICF is some bare concrete. So I noticed that was, you know, four degrees cooler than the, uh, the bottom. Was you mean the w- in window openings? Right. So the bottom has a little bit of exposed concrete. Yeah. And I noticed that that was like four degrees cooler than 
So I'm like, well, fuck. So we started making our, our rough openings larger, larger. And then I would put a half inch of SM around it. Nice. So then we taped the SM to the styrofoam, hundred percent thermally broken. No therm- the way we do our window bucks. So it's like, it's already. Yeah. Well, fuck, I came from Ottawa, man. Let's <laughs> finish. Can we just do this podcast right and not worry about that? Uh, we're not. Okay. So, so we, so. It's more for him. So, <laughs> okay. So here's one. So the, this guy that called me today, he called a couple ICF guys. And this is why I didn't want somebody to do this wrong, even though I'll probably fucking curse because I missed a bunch of stuff. But he talked to this other ICF guy and most of the guys out there are doing it the way the people that I saw do it. So they'll take a two by 12 and it goes from inside to outside because it's easy. Okay. And then that's their window opening. So you just did all this work to get rid of thermal bridging. And then we're throwing two by 12 around every window and door. Everybody knows is our biggest enemy, right? You're just right back to square one. You've got this gigantic two by 12 that goes from inside to outside. We can't air seal it. It's nearly impossible to waterproof from the outside. We run our styrofoam long on the outside rip three quarters of an inch off of a two by 10 and it butts into the back of it. Nice. And so the, we rip it so that it's flush with the inside face. Now we have nailing for our trim. We have nailing for our drywall to come across to it's flush and a thermal break and a thermal break. It solved all of our problems. So now you put your window in and you're away to the races. So when Clever. once, once this energy consultant guy see, saw kind of our system, he was like, he's taking pictures of it. He's taking pictures of our windows. He's blown away. And so we were, the homeowner was just thrilled with it. And we were pretty pumped because we had never done one like that before. And to, to get a good score and kind of change a guy's opinion on it, he totally told us afterwards, like, he's like, a, you know, I'm, I'm really impressed, guys. And it wasn't so much with us. It was that so many times with ICF, when you get on the fucking internet and you research anything, you're going to read these comments of guys that hate it. It's not the product. It's not, it's most of the time it's the person. You're forming installation. You got to follow the rules. You're forming concrete. Okay. Don't reinvent it. No, it's a concrete wall. So people like concrete guys hating it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like, guys, it's still concrete with a rebar grid in it. Normally like around here, you guys don't, you guys have like a lot of rebar at home. They might get two rows at the top and two rows at the bottom. And I doubt, I doubt that. Okay. I'm putting six, 10,000 feet of rebar in every foundation against eight inch walls with most of the time, like in my area, nothing in it. It's the, the people hating on it. I don't understand it. You guys. So the, the code is changing. Now they're having to put insulation like rigid on the outside of it. Yeah. Minimum two inches. Oh my now. God. It's almost like there's a product. Yeah, for this. That, I'm amazing. just trying to think. I think it's called ICF. I got to ask you about the, <laughs> I got to ask you about the consultant. How was the top plate? Were there any leaks on the top plate? When customers come to me, educated ones, and they bring problems like this up, I normally say, if you go with an experienced guy who cares about this stuff, they'll have solutions for all of this. One, you can sink the top plate down in the foam. The problem with that is it's hard to level it if you got to shim it and grout it. Like if the drywall, I mean, not the drywall, the, the concrete shrinks, right, when it dries. So if you want to get it super straight, you got to sh- like put non-shrink grout in there and air seal it. It's a bit difficult. We prefer not to. What we actually do is we'll put it, we'll, we'll like skim it flat on the top and then your plate is an inch and a half higher than your wall, but now we're putting rigid insulation on the ceiling so we can extend it right over the right top of the wall. Right over it. Right out so to it. that stays the cold zone, the warm zone is the warm zone. Done. Yeah. Right? So that's the way we do it. If we're not doing it that way, we still will put styrofoam along that edge. It just won't stick out into the ceiling, and we'll do it on the outside too. To air seal that, 
my most favorite is to pound the acoustic sealant to it. Put two big fat beads under it, and you don't have to worry about it because that is a worry point, right? That's, that's a huge thing that a lot of guys don't understand. Like that's what they do on pass-up homes, Yeah, right? but a lot of framers are not. Like, you don't see, other than a PL caulking gun, you do not see another well, kind of caulking that's gun. That's what makes a five-star home, right? Yeah. PL. not pl no hang on is that that portuguese luck or is that uh pl premium Uh, um so i did want sorry we've been talking about all this stuff but who's the brand that you like to use for icf (laughs) that hasn't even been mentioned okay so uh, we we, i know you're integra spec yeah i think so we're on nadura Every block has its own benefits. They basically come down to patents, right? Okay. Each block is a different size and a different spacing, different web configuration. They're all pretty much the same. As long it's as all the you, webbing, really. Right, exactly. Yeah. So as long as you're getting, doesn't matter what ICF you use, some are more user-friendly, some aren't. I like Nudura because the rep lives up the road from me. I <laughs> but no, no, no. Honestly, it, it wasn't that. They, I like where you're going with this, though. Each block is 12 square feet. So every time I grab one, it's a lot of square footage, right, that it's covering. I can span windows. Everything about what we do being um, efficient and, and time, like we'll talk about time in a second, is easier with a bigger block. I can just grab one. I cover more square footage. 12 and square feet. So what, each block is 2 eight, by 6? 18 by 8. 18 inches by 8. So like Fox, yeah, that's, Fox, a, that's a big block. Yeah. So Fox block is on, and it, but it folds up, too, when it flats, when it it folds up flat. for packaging, right? Oh wow! So it takes less square footage on the job site. Like Fox Block, um, they are smaller. They're four feet by sixteen inches, and they don't fold. So they're really cumbersome to get around the job site, but they click together really easy. Nudura has like a plastic web that kind of snaps together. So if you got to take it apart, it's harder, and you got to pound it down with a mallet. Whereas Fox Block, you can kind of hit it with your hand. Cuts a little bit easier. Um, Integra Spec, they have really good corners. Guys talk about being able to pour very fast with it, which can be important, but their blocks aren't as big. Um, in our area, the rep is like fuck, an hour and a half from my house. So that's, that's a big issue to me, right? Is accessibility. I, can, I could change that for you. Right. Well, <laughs> I, I might because I'm kind of fighting with my rep right now. I can, and, and I did want to mention that Integra Spec does full roofs now in yeah. ICF. A lot of the companies yeah. are getting into that. So the first home we built for the people whose house I bought, we put styrofoam on their ceiling. Here's what changed it for me is that he was really intrigued by the whole thing, right? So we go ICF all the way to the trusses, put triple pane windows in. And so every night he, when he went to bed, he wanted to see how this would perform, right? So he turns his heat off starting at six o'clock. He would turn his thermostat off. <laughs> I love this. And so it would take about two hours and the ambient temperature would drop two degrees. Okay. But that's just what the thermostat's picking up. And then it sat. And not one time in two years did it ever drop. And like middle of winter, would he wake up and it would be lower than that two, two degree degrees temperature drop, right? So then they started really? doing it at three o'clock in the afternoon because she would be too hot and she'd want to crank the window. And he was, you know, fighting. Like, I, I just paid all this money. I keep the windows closed, but she was too hot. And in doing this, we talked to a lot of like, in our area, the concrete truck drivers live in ICF houses. And they'll talk about when the, when the power goes out, okay? how long the heat just fucking sits there. So I live in a 20 year old house that's with a PWF foundation and we did a 900 square foot addition on it out of ICF. And I didn't have any heat registers in it for a year and a half. And it was the best part of the house. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but so, uh, I've got some, some numbers that I was just reading in a magazine. So they did a, a test of 50 ICF homes 
to 230,000 regular two by six homes. Uh, do I want to hear this? Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. So what they did is they, they did a, um, they, they did it. Their testing that they did is they would see how long it would take a wall assembly to normalize. So they would make it minus 30 on this side and be at temperature 21 degrees on this side. And they would just keep this constant. So it's a better way of testing our value, if you will. Right. How much energy does it take to keep inside temperature constant? And they could modulate it. The closer you got to that temperature, the easier ICF was to maintain where other wall assemblies weren't. A two by six wall with fiberglass insulation and rigid foam, an R5 rigid foam, normalized, which means it went from minus 30 out here to minus 30 inside uh, in 54 hours. ICF? Just over two days. ICF? 144 hours. Wow. So you think about how long, like. But that's a constant minus 31 degree going at the wall. That's how long it took for that house. So when I tell my customers what it's like to live in them, they're quiet as hell. Okay. I I think I told you. Yeah. Like when you're looking at this, like high rise or condos, houses in the city, like people are crazy. In my opinion, I know I'm probably wrong, but to not do this, like the, the way they test sound resiliency ICF is between a quarter and an eighth as sound transmissible as a traditionally framed house. So when you're in the city, you've, you've got, you know, all the thermal value to it. Your sound is taken care of. And then on top of that, if a hurricane comes in, you're not sweating it. Like you're not going anywhere. Nothing's going to rip off. Well, (laughs) like, well, for instance, so you know what FEMA is in the the States? Yeah. So Nadura went to FEMA a couple of years ago after the big hurricanes that ripped through the, the Midwest. And they said, listen, we're going to donate product to you guys and we'll get some publicity out of it, but you guys can do some ICF structures. And they said, actually, we don't want to do that. Now, well, why don't you want to do it? Don't you want? And they said, well, actually, because the way they look at it is they know these houses aren't going to be torn down and they look at it as an economic influx. They said, when that hurricane went through, you know what? It, spread to seven states. New house, new house, new house, new house. Economy, economy, economy. Exactly. So that tells you... Money, 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 money. Exactly. These things, like, so I live in them. I build them all the time. And when I tell the homeowners, like, you don't want to steer it like a Corvette. You want to steer it like a cruise ship. You're not going to change the temperature. Don't walk over to the thermostat and go down four degrees. Because you're going to take three days to even feel that. Do it one degree... Wait a couple days. You're totally right. I tell yeah. my homeowners all the time because I, I push them to do spray foam. Yep. And I tell them all the time, I say, just one degree every day until you find exactly. that happy yep. medium. You'll never control it if you keep cranking it left and right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so basically the Nest thermostat is bullshit. Not on one of these, you've got so much thermal mass. It's like somebody with a radiant heating system. Yeah. You shut it off all you want. It's going to take four days to cool down. Yeah, exactly. And no. then you walk over and crank it up. But that's a good point, Manny. That is a good point. Um, uh, I did want to say, though, there's so many other things that people don't know about ICF. One of them is that, you know, I'm a, I love concrete and nothing cures better in concrete than two sides of, uh, of foam holding right. in that heat, drying it slowly right. over three months instead of a week. Baking in the sun overnight. That's right. Right. So your concrete's harder, it's stronger, it's better, it's more flexible. Right. Um, A lot of people don't realize that now, uh, we were just talking to one of our buddies, uh, Lundy, he was just on one of our podcasts. They now have mouse and a termite repellent in 
the actual styrofoam. And one of the biggest problems I had with spray foam is I always ask the customers, you know, do you know any of your neighbors that have termites? Because it could be coming over a negative. You, yeah, right. Me introducing spray foam into your house and then having nesting, it could be a big problem. With ICF, you don't have that problem. Right. Uh, I mean, those are some huge factors, right? Well, the part of that I don't understand is like, we, fucking internet, I know. But you'll get people going <laughs> on there. and they, So I think what has happened with this product in particular is that homeowners can do it, okay? Only you're letting homeowners form concrete, and that's the biggest problem. It's not magic. Who, who said that homeowners could do this? When, when you're getting bad feedback on it, oh, I saw so-and-so, they pulled a window buck off. It was all honeycomb, no concrete. There's holes in it. It took them forever, okay? Most of the time, it was not an experienced ICF guy. It was a homeowner buying the block. They're, they can go buy the block. They can take the course, buy the block. Pouring they, concrete's an art. It's a we, huge art. Listen, lessons cost money and listen, good ones anybody cost can lots. take a driving course. It doesn't make you. Yeah. Uh, no, well, well, I see a lot of people in Brampton driving, and they, don't, and they have driver's licenses. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Like I, I've been pouring concrete, and there's so many things to it that yeah, you can't just We have to layer internet, right? it. We have to work exactly. it so they don't have yeah. blowouts. And even with forms, not even using ICF, but even in ICF, I have a friend that's doing IntegraSpect right now. Yeah. And he was mentioning, oh, you don't have to put so much forming on. I'm like, don't listen to that. Keep your forming up. So from day one, how we've transformed, the number one thing I'd say we've changed is how much extra bracing we put in. One, because I... OCD, I want very straight walls, right? And two, when we start pouring, like that's the last time you want to be fucking running for a drill and some strapping. Like we get all, we get it super braced with, we, like I have two trailer setups. You guys saw one of them. So we can have two houses on the go at the same time. But once we get pouring, we want to pour continuous. We don't want to stop and be effing around with something because we forgot. Don't have crack if, joints if you're going to go and start doing ICF, brace it. And then take an extra day and just keep bracing it. And it's not like, it's not rocket science, but concrete has a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. So if you think you're good, probably put a couple more on it. And if the pump driver shows up and says, are you sure about something? You should probably listen to him because he sees a lot more of it <laughs> yeah. than anybody else. The blowouts? Is that what the old school guys are afraid of? They're just looking at this foam. I guess it's kind of like that mentality with Schluter when we started using the trays that were made from foam and everybody's like going, you want to stand on this? You want to put tile Instead on of this? dry pack or something. Exactly, like instead of dry pack. Yeah. So now is it old school concrete guys going, oh, I want wood. I want one inch thick plywood as my form instead of a two inch foam. We do like all of the ICF for uh, a forming company in our area. Like we do all of his ICF stuff because he's getting asked more and more and more. And so from their perspective, it's going to cost them money until they learn it, right? Their guys know how to fire forms up. So that's what they stick with. Tried, tested, true. They just do it day in and day out. They know how long it takes them. So when they get into ICF, they don't know how much bracing or what bracing it needs. They don't know how much time to budget for it. And then they have to buy the block. So if they're 30,000 and I'm 50, the extra difference is like them having to buy the block, right? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like the, yeah. the block costs money, but then you got to frame it and insulate it and yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, when I tell people, when I meet with customers and I say, if, if you want to talk about the cost of ICF, and I don't know what Toronto market's like, like Ottawa, I can speak to. If you come to me and you say, Adam, ICF versus traditional. And I'm going to say, okay, if it's only about money, it's not about having a warmer, drier home that's better insulated. If it's only about money to you, I'm going to say, okay, let's look at the code. SB12, 
what package are we on? Because they're going to be exempt from having to put your drain, your, your hot water drain recovery, you know, on the plumbing. Yeah. The heat recovery stock, sure. which is, I think it being 1100 bucks or yeah, whatever. It's bullshit. It is. So, yeah. so exempt from that. You can put shittier windows in. You're you can, exempt from that. Because of your package. Once you I bring, love it already. Once you bring your home package up to a certain standard, you can start fucking cheaping out on other stuff, right? You can put shittier windows in. I'm not saying they're good ideas to do this stuff, but I'm saying if it's only about money, you do all that stuff, now you're right at the same cost. Only now it's costing you more to live in that home. So over the long term, it's costing you a lot more money to not live in an ICF. And I, again, I don't know Toronto pricing and yada, yeah. yada, yada. But certainly for where we are, like once I explain that to them, you go in an ICF basement with some wind. Like I know you guys are city. I'm from the country, but you go in an ICF basement with windows. You don't feel like you're, it's not basement. Like no. we think it's, yeah, it's every bit as conditioned as the rest of the house. You know can what I, mean? can I ask you what are the prices in Ottawa for ICF versus stick framing, stick framing, not like, holding no, on no, anything no, 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 no. like you above, get, above grade. You mean? Yeah. No, no. I would compare foundations. Yeah. But honestly, above grades, not even like, it's, it's what, with what guys are getting like between 18 and 20 bucks a square foot. This isn't fucking track building. Okay. But this, this is, is a concrete, custom, everything included custom home. So guys are getting between 18 and 20 bucks a square foot to frame a house. There's no material in that. Like that's a lot of money. Yeah. In Ottawa. That's a lot. Like if you imagine like when I started my company, it was like four bucks or five bucks, right? Like it's really gone up a lot. So above. So if we're talking, if we're going to go ICF to the trusses, or you want you want basement prices or above? Well, let's mix it up. Both. So compare basements and then. So your average basement, okay? Unless we get into some crazy rebar detail, like if if we got a super high backfill requirement or typical ten but, inch, but, twenty four. But typically, inch. so most of the stuff we do is six inch. Okay. We do some eight inch. We don't see a lot of eight inch because there's so much rebar in it where we are. Maybe it's a different seismic zone. Okay. And we do. It, I mean, we do do ten inch. Okay. It's just typically they can get all of the engineering requirements they want in a six inch or an eight inch box. So you're saving all that money in concrete costs and square footage too, right? On a house in the city. And, and thermal break is thermal break. Right. So it doesn't matter right. six right. or eight. Right. It's just about structural. Exactly. So typically in a, a below grade, you're anywhere between 15 to 17 bucks per square foot of ICF. Okay, per square foot, so linear footage of all times height, and then a typical eight-inch concrete wall in the Ottawa area, eight-inch wide by say nine feet high is like 55, 60 bucks wow. a, linear, a linear foot. So linear foot, right? So now when you take, now you got to have somebody frame all your frost walls, insulate them somehow with whatever argument we want. Still have to do insulation, right? And now, this, and now you know minimum code is saying we got to put some foam on the outside. It's still like, so we're gluing on foam because we don't want to do ICF. Like this is not making sense. But now you got a frame. Yep. Now you got to insulate again inside. Yep. And now what, what happens if it floods? And it's wood. So it molds. Yeah. yeah. Now you can rip all that shit out. Yeah. ICF, pull your drywall off. I've done some disaster restoration stuff. You pull the, you let it air out. And it's fine. Away you go. You don't touch any of it. There's no mold. It doesn't grow mold. Like, well, and I think a lot of people. Hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> it is Green Book Talk. Oh, Green Book Time with Carlito. Two fifty. Ah. <laughs> Let me see what I can do with some numbers here. So we all know the game. Um, all right. So employer failing to appoint supervisor for five or more workers on a project. I swear I feel like that uh, we hear these all the time. They're the same ones. I'm gonna they sound pretty similar, dude. Yeah, they do. I'm going to still say 550. <laughs> 850. 
550. <laughs> so we're talking to Adam from oh, we don't have to do that all again. AMP Construction. <laughs> yes, because people are going to reach out to you, and plus I, we want to get okay, more followers for your son. I got no time son. the rest of this year, so maybe next year, guys. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, if you're if you're <laughs> a, a clever, intelligent customer, then you're paying attention. You're doing the homework, and you, you, if you're talking to a contractor to get a job done today or this year, right? You're not a very clear con. con. Yeah, you, you should be, be surprised. Doing, you should be planning Ottawa. six months to a year. So is it not amazing the people that call you and think? Like, I don't know, but like we do, oh, I love we, gig- we do a lot I of giggle. shell packages and we do a couple of custom homes a year, like total, total builds. And it's like, no, I can't start no. your full home in a month. You sure? I'll be there next week. Yeah. Like what? If you can find somebody that take can do that. And by the way, do you know it's COVID still? Take, you can't get half the material. Adam, <laughs> take, a, take a cardboard cutout of yourself and just park it on the lawn there. That's it. Just stand there. I'll be there next week. Like most contractors, (laughs) just standing there. But I still want to get more followers to your son. So I want people to follow him, man. So at Chapman. Chan. Chan Man. C H A N M A N P. Number nine. nine. Number nine. Yeah. Give him a follow. And then you got your designer, KKI Design Co. And then you got your other wife's foreman, foreman's wife. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Elise Dot McCurdy. Underscore home design and then it's triple WM construction.ca 613 Okay, Carlito, I interrupted you. So, yeah. what you so I, I really think it's important, and you, the three of us know this well. You do ICF, you've cut out six steps out of your building. Yeah. So, package. you want to talk about the timing of it? So, people well, will say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, right. to get a framing crew to come. Okay, so, the reason I was supposed to be here last week, I was on holidays, but when I had to change it on you, so we have these people, their home burnt a year and a bit ago. So it's a slab on grade. There's no basement in this one, right? It's two stories. but So the house is two and a bit. The garage is 1,000. So we've got a, about 3,500 square feet of... Decent, nice house. Okay, so at 12 feet high walls Ooh. of ICF. Sexy. Okay, you can say what you fucking want about this. People that say it takes too long. Again, I was one of those people saying it. Cause I had a bad experience with it. Like so many things, like the first time spraying lacquer, you probably had a bad experience with it. No, uh, no, I <laughs> you got to learn it. Right. True. Honestly, it, it would take, it took my first lacquer spray job on a cabinet. took me two weeks. Yeah. Now it's three days. Yep. <laughs> well, exactly. Right. But you love it now. Love it. Okay. The first time I did it, I told my wife I was going to try a new paint and she was having, we did all these built-ins. She was having a, a baby shower for her sister. So I masked everything off in the office, fucking sprayed it all with lacquer runs i forgot a cold air return and it was all over the house oh we had to go sleep at my parents for a couple of days she was oh man yeah. love you honey anyway <laughs> so, okay so you take this house right we were supposed to pour the floor on the tuesday because an inspector was supposed to come and look at the underground plumbing on the wednesday she didn't come because of lady in the office we live in a small municipality Went home sick, so she stayed in the office. Never told the plumber. He waited on site. This is the construction life right now, isn't uh, it? It's exactly. Oh so my he waits God. on site from 12 till 4. She never shows. We're all sitting there because we had to cover the plumbing in because I had the HVAC guys line up for the next day to put all the radiant piping in. So we all wait there all day. She never comes. Finally, the next morning, she shows up. I'll be there at 8.30. She shows up at 9.30. I've got the plumber and four HVAC guys waiting to put the piping down. She walks in, barely looks at it. Then we all start raking the HVAC. Like my crew is, my trades are fucking awesome guys. We all work together. They helped us level all the gravel out, put the styro down. They put their piping in. 
but then it was Friday. We couldn't pour because it was too late to get concrete that day. Monday was a holiday. Too hot. Monday was a. It was too hot for like a. Yeah. For a late afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we couldn't get it because we got an Amazon building going up in Ottawa. So apparently you got to give a whole lot of notice right now for concrete <laughs> because they're pouring like 37,000 feet a day. So Fucking no, Amazon. No yeah. overnight delivery with All that, right. man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Monday was a holiday and this is where I said I couldn't come because I was worried that my pour was going to get pushed into my holiday week. I thought I was going to have to work on that Monday. Monday was a holiday. Tuesday, it pours rain. So now I'm down to three days before we're all on holidays. So Wednesday morning, we pour 3,500 square feet of slab. By Friday, we have a concrete pump there. One o'clock in the afternoon, we poured all those 12-foot ICF walls. Yep. So. That's fast. Slab down on a Wednesday morning. And 12-foot perimeter walls. 12-foot high. There was about 400 linear feet of wall. All your windows, all your window bucks got to go in, all the bracing, 12-foot wow. high walls. That's impressive. So, But you, you know so what? You're, you're not framing that insulating that vapor burying that because the studs it. are in there you're not fucking doing all of that with a four-man crew in two days no like, no, no way days. no way so now we get it poured so six then, weeks so we get it <laughs> so we get it all done like my guys i shout out to them they are fucking rock stars like our little crew it just fits our personalities they're just awesome and so we go away on holidays my foreman stays there he hung all of the floor system by himself last week so we come back and we're ready to rock again with the upper floor. Typically, we would all do, when we do a, a house like this, we, we, we pour on whatever it is. Say we pour on Tuesday. We strip Wednesday morning. Floor system, start hanging it. The next day, we're typically done the floor system and starting again with our upper floor wall. So you're not getting a concrete company in, getting them to clean all their crap out, getting a framing company in. Yeah. And then go, like... All of your trades well, lining but, up. But just stopping at concrete, now you don't have to wait for to check the slump or if the concrete's cured to pull the forms off. No. Because no, sometimes you can't even pull them off if it's not cured properly. Let it sit. Yeah. Like yeah. the concrete wants to be just sitting there and slowly curing. And you That's can right. do it in the wintertime too, right? Like you extend your building season. Imagine you're a builder and you got all these heated tarps. Like I, yeah. still, I still don't You don't want, need any hay. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I still don't want to do it in the winter, but at least with ICF, like... It, it's amazing. It's amazing to me, like, because we'll pour, we pour all year round, and like, you'll come in the next day, and it's still releasing heat. You know what I mean? Where it's traditional, it's frozen or it's whatever. You know, it sure ain't curing slowly, but it's still releasing heat. If we pour and it's snowing, snow won't stay on the top of it for a couple of days. I mean, unless it's minus. So 30, what are but. what are the real issues that these dinosaurs have? Like, what is it? They just they say don't understand what is it? it? Blowouts? Is it difficult to make the cutouts? Is it difficult for all running mechanical? Like, so, what's the issue? So dinosaur in terms of other concrete guys bashing it or framers. I'm telling you, most of the time when you read the horror stories, what I consider to be an experienced guy that does it, I'm looking and I'm like yelling at the fucking computer like obviously the guy didn't know what he was doing if it wasn't straight it's not the product no I it was agree. installer keyboard if, warriors man that's well, all they are it's so i i think they look at it and it was like me it takes too long well let's get that off of the table if it doesn't take too long maybe it takes a day or two longer if you want to go there or or a week longer it's still better still a m million times better you're talking about you can't shoot a gun through it. You can't drive a car through it. I mean, it's a concrete wall, you know? The, the only downfall to ICF is that if the homeowner... Wants to do an addition or something. 
or the contractor that's in charge of the ICF doesn't really go over the extras that they may have to incur in the future, like, you know, more wires, you know, chases, you know, you don't want to cut that ICF no. uh, styrofoam away and the webbing away or, or the studs. So You're, a good contractor will be ready for that, right? Well, that's exactly it. A yeah. good contractor, right? So if yeah. you're talking about going to the trusses, call your HVAC. Oh, so we, what we do is like on that two-day pour, our HVAC guys were there on the Friday morning and they roughed all of their furnace vents in. So they put all their furnace ducting, all their vents, any chases they might want, my, like my electrician and plumber, they all know. Hey guys, I'm pouring this day. They know to come by, sleeve whatever they want, or they can core it afterwards. Like we make drill bits that are called cores. We yeah. can core holes. Okay. <laughs> there but are I, tools. I, I say this because one of the things that homeowners will say is, what if I want to change a window? Well, you don't think about it when you're doing your basement. You just think I'm going to get a big concrete saw and cut it. It's the same thing. Yeah. If you want to do an addition in the future, it's just easy. Cut a hole in it. We, yeah. I mean, my brother, <laughs> he built a house and he had two 45 degree corners come into one another and he didn't think much of it, but he changed the size of the door in there. It didn't fit the opening that we made for it. He never told us he changed the size of the door. So when it comes, we go to put it in, it's like four inches too big. So we're standing inside his basically finished house with a concrete saw and a leaf blower blowing all the dust out. Okay. <laughs> but in an hour, we had the opening. It was done. I wasn't patching drywall, fixing headers. It was done. Right? Like, when we have problems with it, it's still a concrete wall at the end of the day with a ton of rebar in it. It's easy to fix this stuff. So, In Ottawa, are you guys getting a lot of ICF in downtown applications or no? We're seeing a lot more of it. So we do, you guys know Shopify? Yeah. Yeah. So like the company that does all of their building, like all of their towers and stuff, buddies with like the owner of that company. So they, they have a residential side too. So we help them out with a whole bunch of ICF foundations last fall. Um, and so you're seeing a lot more of it, I think, industry-wide. Once one neighbor sees it, asks a couple questions, it's so hard to argue against it. And then specifically in those environments, when you're maximizing on square footage of a basement, yeah. how warm it is with the higher budgets, like it's, it's a no-brainer. But, but not only that, now older houses, guys don't realize that when they're renovating, we have to now scab on new pieces of wood in front of the existing exactly, just to get yeah. our value. Yeah. So now the spaces are getting smaller, right? It's all, so, and, and ICF companies are coming out with newer products. So Nadura, I think Integra, they all have new advancements. So kind of mad at my rep right now, but Nadura is coming out with a new one where it's got like six inches of foam on the outside. So now you bump your R value up to R35. Yeah. Passive. Now you're, Wow. With, with no more work. It's, and, and the rep's saying, like, it's actually easier to pour because it's got more structure. So when we're pouring, we're always worried about a blowout, right? Because yeah. we have, you, you have to have a very fluid mixture of concrete. You can't pour it with a regular concrete. It's got to be a small stone, um, very fluid. It's got to flow around all your webs, all your rebar. So you're worried about blowouts all the time. But with this new block with the extra insulation in there, you got all that extra support. Hey man, we can go. Not but still, don't rely on it. No, no, no. You yeah. <laughs> no. You still got to do all the bracing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. still got to do all the bracing, but it's an it's less headaches, right? Less worry, if you will. So uh, around the windows, how, how what do you deal with? Uh, how do you deal with the webbing and so on? Do you cut back around the windows with the webbing? Yeah. So we have a pretty good system. The way that we work it is that uh, 
your window's like a 68 inch rough opening. And I already said that I like to give two inches just so I can put foam around it. Thermal break, yeah. Right. So because we have a bit wider, the way that I do it, and I'm giving away all my secrets here, but. That's the construction life. Right. So the way, <laughs> the, the reason that we do it this way is because if we end up halfway on a web, it kind of, fuck, it's a pain in the ass. So if it takes me 10 extra minutes, it's going to annoy me. So if I can change something that's going to save me that 10 minutes, I'm happy. So with a little bit bigger RO, we can shift that window a half inch one way or the other if I have to get by a web. Just like Schluter. Amazing. <laughs> so I can move the RO, and if the window matters, like it, you want your trim to be perfect to the corners, you just move the window in the RO back where you want it a little bit. And it seems to have, at least to this point, solved all of those problems. We still get the odd one that's fucking right in the middle of a web. But a lot of this comes down to being experienced and learning like we do what are called stack joints. Imagine uh, you come from each corner. If the measurements work out, like if your designer drew it and they can all work out so you don't have any stack joints, great. But most of time with like modern homes and the shit we see in the cities, like fuck, you want an eight inch jut out? It sucks to do, but you can do it. Or if you want a 13 foot two and seven eighths inch long wall, we can do that too. Although if you made it a half inch shorter, it would save me a lot of work. And, yeah. But we can give you whatever you want. And when that's the case, we do what's called a stack joint. And we always try to hide them in a window. Specifically so that when the drywallers who hate ICF... Because they can't find the studs. Thank you. When you come to my ICF, and I'm, this sounds like I'm stroking myself, but I'm not trying to. When you come to one that's properly done, what happens is a lot of the guys... They can fit in like, like a groove, like every two inches. So you can play with the measurements as long as it ends up on a two inch. They work, but your webs won't line up. And then your drywallers fucking hate it because they yeah. can't find the studs because they alter every 18 inches. The way that we do it, you measure from any inside or outside corner in a house, every eight inches you're going to find it. If you miss, measure from the other one because we put it in the, in the middle of a window is where our stack joint is. And we don't, all, even if the, it lines up on a, like this, doesn't matter. It still gets a stack joint because the drywaller is going to fucking hate it if it, it staggers. And we mark them with marker. The drywallers that do our houses, they all rave about it. Like, this is hey, the way it should be done because it's marked right on. There's I've your- always wanted to do an ICF house. I well, know that we but- had earlier on, we had Will Gunnell from Gunnell Homes, yeah. and he actually started an ICF. So he started an ICF similar to you where he went to work for a builder who was exclusively doing ICF. So mm-hmm. he was trained on that, and now he only does ICF. He prefers it. Mm-hmm. I have yet to do one. I want to do one. But what do you teach these dinosaurs to understand? I think once you get their heads wrapped around that it's still concrete, if you can get them to embrace, like, oh, okay, I guess. Like, there's one guy who owns a subdivision where we're at. He literally thought it was made of styrofoam. Okay, like he didn't, he couldn't grasp it. He called it the styrofoam house. We're like, it's not a sip home. Like, there's concrete in the walls. You know, once you get their head wrapped around that, and you start explaining them thermal bridging and mass wall theory, and you start getting their head wrapped around that stuff, they're normally pretty good when you can walk them through it. If you can walk them through it in the winter time, or it's loud out, raining, something like that, they're normally sold because they're so quiet. They're just not drafty, right? People like, don't really understand when they... I'm always dumbfounded. They spend a lot of money on custom homes and not understand how... You know what? It, it's really nice to have a silent home when you want a silent home. I, but here, but we go back to the system again. So the best system is obviously outside envelope. 
Yes. But yeah. with an ICF, you get both best of both worlds. You yeah. get outside and inside. And so I, I tell a lot of my customers too, this is why I push this. The, like you hear me talk about spray foam. Yep. It's because I don't get a chance to build a, an ICF right, home. Right, right. So like if I, you're, if you're I had the opportunity no to start right. them right from the beginning, I'd push them to ICF right, automatically. Right, right. I always tell them that with bad insulation or blown in of any kind, the minute that you turn off your heat or your air conditioning, that's the, the minute that you start to lose your money. So for every 50 cents that goes into an hour uh, on normal insulation, the minute you shut it off, you're losing money. With spray form ICF, it's retaining and you're making but your money back for every such hour. such poor sound properties. I know, but it's still better than bad insulation. Spray foam? Yeah. I, I that that's my for, opinion. For sound or for general? See, that's the argument. So spray foam sucks for sound. Bat is better for sound, but bat sucks for building envelope system. Right, it does. But if you do the right system, you can you can insulate from outside, and then you can use special wall systems inside to take away the sound. I know that Carlitos brought up this up a few times. Does Nadura get into? floors and are they getting to roof assemblies now too or no are you, you gone down that road so you mean like a concrete floor no you said integra spec i think they all have their own version of it so the only thing nadura has is like a styrofoam ceiling with strapping okay in it. but that's i know it's different than what you guys are talking about i haven't and maybe they're gonna be mad at me they're supposed to come out and look at this home we're building and do some well again with the rep it. the rep is dropping the ball here right so i don't know well Tell me if there's a bug. I should, we should maybe edit. No, this no. Out. Tell me. Okay. Trust me. Okay. So, so for like a, a guy who does like maybe six or eight homes a year, it might be okay. But we do like, we're more production driven than that. Okay. He gets a full semi trailer load of styrofoam of, of ICF and he just, he doesn't want to bring it to his shop and then deliver it to us. He just wants the whole semi trailer to show up. So I got to schedule like, I need a truck in three fucking weeks, but I don't know if a site's going to be perfectly prepped for them ready for you for a 53 foot semi trailer that I got to unload by myself bugging the shit out of me because I can just call another company that sells the same product and they bring it the day that I want it with this buggy. And I think you answered your own question. I'm just curious, Adam. So why don't you tell us his name? Nah, (laughs) Oh really? That's interesting. He treats me well (laughs) other than that, but he, I get, he doesn't want to hire a guy. If it was my business, business, I would go with the guy that is treating me like a customer and treating me like with respect. So even if he lives five minutes down the road and doesn't matter. Listen, Jeffrey Dahmer had neighbors. Like it's just like, (laughs) Hey, listen, (laughs) if I was you, I'd take my four fifty dirt bike and rip up his grass. I'm not wrong that it would bug me. Maybe that's my phone. You're running a business and you're right because the site isn't going to be prepped. And all of a sudden you're going to have a trailer. What's going to happen if the trailer shows up? So that Friday I was telling you, we're all raking out the styrofoam. We're all raking it out, and a 53-foot semi-trailer shows up full of styrofoam. Right. I can't do anything for the next three hours on yeah. site. It's in town, too, or city, or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. Um, so I'm going to play stupid right now, and I'm going to pretend I'm a homeowner. And I'm you gonna, playing? And I'm going to say, wow, why do I want to buy ICF? Because... I don't know what to put on the outside. Like, can I put brick on the outside? Can I put siding on no. the outside? Can no, I put stucco all, on the outside? Foam. So foam, my right. so my question is so that we can get some <laughs> anything. of the anything. So anything you want. That's so right. So tell the typically tell the listeners. I a hundred percent of the time put all of our siding on a rain screen. So strapping, right? I wouldn't put siding on anything other than a, a rain screen system. Um, 
But you can put, they have a tapered brick ledge that you can hide below grade because some people don't like that bell curve. You can hide that below grade, put a row of CMU block, parge that stone. It's already all engineered. So the booklet that we have, it's already all engineered for you. I think you can go up to two stories of full stone before you have to have an engineer look at it. Siding goes on strapping or you can put siding directly on it. There is webbing every eight inches with Nudura. That's a brand we use. And there also is foam core carries now what most guys call the freezer board, freeze board. Uh, They carry uh, a stucco styrofoam that looks like siding and you just screw it on it. Screw it. So basically it's limitless. Like yeah, whatever well, I you haven't want. seen a limit on it yet, but yeah. I'm not going to say well, Whatever cladding you want, whatever new cladding you found, whatever you want to try, it's applicable. Well, exactly. what I wanted to talk about was I wanted people to know that that's a myth. You could do anything to yeah. an ICF home that you could do to any brick or wood home. 100%. Yeah, they're starting to build concrete. a lot of uh, movie theaters in the States for sound because they're already soundproof, right? Makes like so, You want these sound ratings, you want yeah. these fire ratings, schools. Once, like the, because I have these ICF magazines, right? Once one school board gets, uh, it's like wildfire. They all want to do it because on a a building of that scale, the soundproofing is done, taken care of. And the energy savings that they're saving on these are huge. Movie theaters are doing it. These guys with like 50 foot tall scaffolding, they're pouring these things. Buddy from DRG was 100% right when he said in 10 years, you're going to be a relic if you're not on this. Like, what are you doing? Like one of the companies around us is putting styrofoam inside their concrete forms and then pouring it. What are we doing? Why? Thank you. Why? Why are they doing that? Can I ask you one thing that I'm naive to is, could you put, instead of having to do stucco on another mm-hmm. board, can I put stucco directly so onto, I, like I can I put a yellow jacket and scratch so coat on? I'm a, like, that seems like a, our church, could. my church, they did. It was like one of the first ones in Ottawa. And they did it like that. So you know when you're driving by houses in the spring and you see every stud thermal yep. bridging its way out? Yep. I think it, that's what happens. You, a, one, you see it, and two, you, it's yeah. 20 years old. You're starting to see it fail because I think there is a plastic web in there and it doesn't have three inches of foam in front of it at the plastic web, right? So, good to know. So I think that that's thermally behaving differently than the foam right beside it, and that might cause some issues on a large wall so I, why not I, I have no technical background no, no, on this this so is why, only from so my eyes why not so just add the stucco that the, the foam that belongs to stucco so, and do yeah, the proper parging yeah. the proper mesh you're done. proper you're everything done. Yeah. but guys do say you can parge right on top because we, I mean we parge we parge yeah, the bottom two feet yeah you do on it feet, but right? it, I think the foam that's attached to the ICF is it's serving its purpose doing its thing Correct. and yeah. it's not designed as a finished base service Yeah, I would agree with that I could be wrong and they might yell at me for this but in my experience that's what I saw but I also walk into a room like you and pick apart every f- trim joint and Issue. nail hole that I see, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Nail holes and A-holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did, I did want to say um, when we were talking about the guys, I, I mean, there's way too many guys thinking that they could just pick this up and they can do it and they're no, making a bad name for training, good guys. Right? Listen, anything you do in construction, if you don't put 100% into Thank it, you. and yeah. if you don't... like. There's some things we just can't change when it comes to how something's been designed. And we got to follow those rules. Like when every eight, so whenever I go into a kitchen and the guy says, can you put that range up? I read every time what that range says, because right. I don't know the height that it needs for the right, requirement right. for something to for melt in 10 it. minutes of reading. Let's yeah. Not even. Right. Uh, 
and I follow the rules because I know that when something happens, if I didn't follow those rules and I don't have those numbers, they're going to say, well, you're off an inch and you just yeah. burnt my thousand dollar range. Yeah, exactly. I'm just using it as an example, right? I, I think with ICF, the, because homeowners and contractors will go in, they'll take the one day course and then you can buy it. Once you buy it, you're supposed to have somebody like myself, somebody that's licensed come and sign off on it. The biggest thing, every time you run into problems with it, you need to remember you're forming concrete, which I don't understand why concrete guys hate it because we're still doing the same fucking thing. You're forming concrete and there's all kinds of lessons. Lessons cost money, good ones cost lots. Let's not learn them, <laughs> okay? Let's not learn them when we're pouring concrete because it's a big F up. Like this one fella who didn't want to listen to my rep, he's like, you should put some more bracing on that. He's like, nah, we're fine. An eight inch lean on the wall. That's a lot of grinding. You know what they had to do? Sure. They had to come in, cut a foot off the top of the foundation. The whole thing? So that it was level because it was so up and down. Oh. And then frame curtain walls inside of the ICF uh. to make it straight. Okay? But this is the type of shit that gives it a bad name, right? If it was a regular foundation that we all see horror stories of, you just say it was the contractor. You never blame it on the concrete. You never blame it on the product. You blame it on, right? You blame but, it on the but person. It, so it's funny because like, so I, I work with this crew. I'm lucky that I got in with a, a certain crew yep. and they're known to be guys that care in the industry in a commercial level. Right. Most of the commercial guys are just flying through the work. So a lot of times when we get the city inspectors to open up certain doors that we're not supposed to be behind, but we can be, yep. we'll, we'll take a look at all the, popcorn in the in the concrete right. all the imperfections how poorly forms are lined up and it just shows the love and respect for your trade like it really does like and it and it stands out but nobody ever blames it on like it's funny how that happens right and you hardly yeah. ever blame it on the material right but for whatever reason you're blaming it on this yeah uh, i don't get it so one one of my new technology people don't want to embrace it yeah. they don't want to learn a new trick millennials you never asked me the millennial question you don't have that time doesn't for have to come up all the time, man. <laughs> Why you don't have Actually, millennials? I've been pretty impressed with some of the latest millennials. Well, millennials have been doing well. I got one working for me right now. He's doing an amazing job. Oh, good. But I had to go through a couple. One in a hundred more. Than, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He probably just came from a good family. How are the millennials in Ottawa? Same. It's the same. It's the same thing. I think DRG fella. I keep forgetting his name. George nailed it on the head. It's their parents' fault. Yep. You know, we it's, your, it's your generation, man. Yeah, I don't know how old you are, but I think it's your generation uh, that did this to them. No, 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 no. Listen, it, I don't have how children. How old are you, I don't by have, the way? I don't identify I don't have as children. a millennial, okay? I don't, <laughs> I don't identify as a I don't have children, and if I did have children, I wouldn't fucking give a loser kid of mine a trophy because of just being a sake well, of that's, giving a trophy. But that's yeah. the entire you, problem, right? Is that they, Come in last place. You you deserve to know what it feels like I to be in last I came from a generation place. where you got hit if you did something wrong. 100%. So That was our upbringing from our family, right? Correct. Like, so I don't want to stick up for them, but they're operating in a framework that was given to them by their parents and the government, right? COVID's a nice wake-up call for these idiots. Is it? I don't think so. They're all getting paid for this free money. You know how many people tell me it's free money? Like, I they know. don't understand we're yeah. paying for it? Well, the and government's enough, but it's they don't understand that they have to pay back between 35 and 45%. Or but 100%. that's a whole other talk. 100%. I the whole country's going to be bankrupt. Fuck. Anyways, um, okay. We'll get, I know you want to wrap this up. We'll so, wrap this up. So what I, what I did want to, I did want to go to uh, talk a, a couple of, a couple, a couple of things. Uh, when I spray foam, I... 
Why I've do you always... keep on bringing up spray foam? He loves spray foam. It's okay. okay. Well, no, Fuck because spray foam. You I, right now. I want him to. <laughs> Wait, I want. I want to relate to the. We're the, talking the to Bosch on, on Thursday. Um, I don't care about your spray foam. Okay, I know, but I do. So <laughs> when I do spray foam in a basement or in a house, the 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 losing area is always the basement. So yeah. 35% of your heat loss is in your basement floor. Yeah. The other 35% is in your attic. Yep. How, I think it's higher in the attic. Anyways, it, yeah, well, I'm not arguing. But there's, there's a... The average, the the base, yeah, right. the, the ceiling and the floor are really where the Bad most point, yeah. transfer happens, right? Yeah. What are you doing to have a perfect envelope with the floor? God's blessed me to be able to work with a certain clientele that I can, I've learned to say no to jobs that I don't want to take because if uh, this is the way I do it, you know what I mean? I always recommend we put styrofoam underneath the side. Four inches? Always. It depends on what they want. So at least in our 10, the one we just did was five inches because it was two layers of two and a half. Um, depending on what the customers, at minimum, a minimum, minimum, minimum of an R10, just for that thermal break, right? Go on top of the footing. I see people fucking drawing this. I have no idea. They'll drop flush with the footing. And then you've got your concrete slab sitting right. And it's a break. Oh, come on. It's a bridge. Right. And <laughs> imagine the whole thing encased in styrofoam, if you will. On the outside, a lot of the stuff we do is a lot of walkout basements where we are because we're in the country. Styrofoam on top of the footings. We don't, even if you don't need it, you don't want that. Think about that, your concrete footing getting freezing cold and then bringing that thermal cold up into your wall cavity and then up into your windows. Like, let's just stop this right there. Put styrofoam over top of your footing. Keep it nice and warm and toasty for on the grand scale of the whole building. What's that cost, you know? What's your sales pitch, Adam? Because it's... It's challenging to sell building envelope to clients, man. They really, you know, stone. I don't give them fixtures. a choice. You just so, don't give them a choice, eh? I again, God has blessed me with a tremendous workload, and something my dad told me a long time ago about: you might not have time to do it right the first time, but you'll make sure you have time to do it right the second time. Okay. <laughs> but what that means is that I think over my career, I've made a point of like even if it cost me a shit ton of money to always do at least my best at the time. Mm -hmm. Cause I think we all look back and think, I oh, fuck, I should go, you know, that wasn't probably, I didn't know, but at least I did my very best. And that's led me into, I, I don't advertise for work. That's why I said, I can't get to you this year. If you call me, that's why I don't run my Instagram because we're so booked with work and a clientele that come to me that find my number. Thank God that when they come to me, this is how I do it. If you want, I can look at your ways. Like we just did a sip home last year. That was pretty cool. A sip? Sip sip panels, you know? I don't know. Those like crane a whole wall section inside oh, down. It's all spray. Modular. It's a, it's all foam and like it's all spray foam inside, like uh ISO polypropylene. Yeah, I don't know what a sip panel. You know what sips are? Yeah. No, no, I actually don't. So it's like <laughs> A whole wall assembly that would come. Yeah, everything's this, connected already, and then you're just. But it's not traditionally framed, right? Like it's it's all foam, and then they would have a couple upright. So this one looked like a log cabin, so it already had the siding on the outside and the pine cladding on the inside, and the core of it is it's all foam. Wow, it's, it's all spray foam. So it's sitting on your ICF foundation. Yeah, this one was again. We do like so we'll do like twenty to thirty ICF foundations for other people at a year, and then we'll do our own homes where we go all the way to the trusses. So we see a lot of different products. And so this home, it was a full SIP house. That's interesting. Yeah. So luckily, I, I'm fortunate. It was called Timber Block. If you want to look up Timber Block, it was the, yeah. the home. Yeah. Okay. Product. That sounds familiar. 
I mean, fortunately, when people come to me, this is the way that I do it. And uh, if you want to go above it, I'm on game with that. If you want to go below it, call somebody else. Because I, I just, just That's all you can do, man. I just yeah. find it funny that this whole time, people stop the ICF at the basement. Like, why not just continue it so you what? have that thermal break all the way through? Uh, I agree, but I think 10 years ago, the cost was so different than it. Like, right now, people, at least in my area, if you show me, like, add up all of the, the labor costs. I just was talking to this guy who was going to do, like, a whole subdevelopment of ICF. And he told me what he paid his framer. And I laughed. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it for that in ICF. And then you don't got to insulate it. You're going to be money ahead. How That's much are the, one of those Nodora blocks? What are they retailing for? Uh, it's like 50 50 bucks roughly. That's it. So it's like if you call it, I don't remember what it is a square foot, three something. A square. Yeah. So if you, I think it's like five bucks for like rebar and block, five bucks for concrete, five bucks for labor, roughly. Yeah, but that changes zoning to zoning. It does change. I I never do put a price on it. I know. And I probably kick myself for saying this on a podcast, but that's a rough idea. So now people in Ottawa pricing against me are going to know. But I mean, I think that's roughly the cost. So above know, but you grade, haven't seen the drawings. But every project is well, different, too. Is it eight inches? Is it six inches? What's the rebar? I'm exactly, windows. Right? So so I think rough. the pricing used to be a lot more. But now, because minimum code is coming up, now we got to put insulation on the outside. you got to put that rigid board on, right? we got to bring your R22 or R24 instead of R20. All of these things are coming into play. They're making them be responsible with their house rat where they used to just fucking do whatever they want. And now they got to tie. So all that labor cost to tie all your, your air barriers into one another. Okay. All that labor cost goes up. Now it's a whole lot closer to ICF. Only I think people don't know about it because they think it's just for basements. Yeah. Right. Once you show them, once, once people walk through a finished home of it, the women seem to love how deep the windowsill is. I don't know why. And everybody they can put t- stuff on it. That's yeah. why. I mean, it reminds them of like their grandparents' home, their probably, old, right? Yeah, their old school you know what home. I mean? Okay, can I ask one last question here? <laughs> um, just for the listeners to hear, you know, it sounds really straightforward. It sounds like you're just coming in, you got the footings poured, yeah, the rebar sticking out, and now you're taking mm-hmm. these, you know, ICFs with the webbing and you're putting 10, 15, 25 mil rebar in, whatever it you requires You just drop the block an on and then pour some concrete in, away you go. When do you get the electrician to come in and when do you get the plumber to come in? So I give my, like, the plumber or the HVAC guy. The mechanical team. Yeah, they'll have bigger holes. They'll have six inch, eight inch holes they want for HRVs and everything else. I have them in before we pour and I have a very good relationship with them. So they're normally there when we're working. When the roof's on, you get your electrician at the same time after the plumber. So he's not running wires in the plumber's way. And he just channels it in. Our guy uses a electric chainsaw, channels it in, stuffs his wire in, cuts his box hole out. They, they have ice, excuse me. They have ICF uh, boxes that kind of go in the hole. These little wings you push out and it grabs them. I have 16 clips. Yeah. So it holds them right in the styrofoam. And then he just spray foam the, the chainsaw hole and it's done. Everybody's happy with it. The plumber, he just, if he wants to put a hose bib or something out, he just cores an inch and a quarter hole, puts his hose out. He puts his vent, vent lines in, uh, at least in our area, he can put an inch and a half vent line in an exterior wall. I mean, otherwise, it's just your it's outside walls, straightforward, right? straightforward, yeah. Yeah, it's, and everything's waterproof at that point. If you drill a hole, put some spray foam in it, and it's done. You don't have to worry about a special tape or, you know, I... Think about when you take a normal house and you cut a six inch hole in it and now you got that fiberglass inside of it that you know isn't contacting that pipe well. Like, you know, it's just going to mold and rot in there, you know? So, 
So, Adam, this has been very, very educational. I have so many questions, but we can't do it today. No, it's <laughs> I'm not driving back here. It's done, right? We have to get. We you might back. have to drive you to can, you. Yeah. No, hey, you, you know what? Want to come we'll, see one? Come yeah, see one. I want to yeah. come to you and yeah. check it out, but I also want to try to find a client that's going to want to do one. I'd love to do it in downtown Core Toronto. But this is a perfect market for. I mean, they do eight. You can do super. You want a 12 foot tall wall with eight or 10 inch. With all kinds of rebar. I mean, they do it. You know what, Adam? It's it's the thinking. The people aren't thinking. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we so, got one last segment yeah. there, Adam. The 12 <sighs> questions. Do you know about this one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just asking. Okay. What is your favorite construction word? Fuck. But not in an angry <laughs> one. Like when you forgot something or you made a big mistake and some guy yells from across the house. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Uh, I don't like using the Lord's name in vain, so I don't like hearing that one. What turns you on in construction? Millwork. Hmm. What turns you off in construction? Guys that don't give a shit. You know, like, a, like my plumber, he'll come and be like, oh, I got this sweet new thing for buying the toilet. It's all chrome. Like he loves his trade. So guys that are just passionate about yeah. the trade. Yeah, I like that hearing that. I don't like, I don't, they're not around my job sites, but when I see it, I don't like it, you know? Like, you can be better than that, you know? That's right. What is your favorite curse word used in a sentence or phrase? I don't know. That's not a curse word. <laughs> I have to ask my guys. A lot of F-bombs. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite vehicle? Boat, bike? Dirt bike, definitely a dirt bike. Of course. 450? 250. No, I'm a two-stroke guy, but uh, so we just sponsored the uh, Amp Construction, just sponsored the Yamaha factory race team. My buddy is the team manager of it, so I'm going to say uh, Yamaha YZ250F right now. All right. Or, or Cobra can I, on 50s. My son's sponsored I can by hear Cobra. Can I, so can I, can I say this? It. Yamaha! <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite vehicle? A fucking Hummer. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I can't no, stand the that. H3. No, not the, the H1. Any of those guys. Any of those idiots. I, I love the I H1. I completely <laughs> agree with you. Uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? A roofing nailer because I did so much roofing. I always think. I got that guy covered. He's not putting enough nails in up there. It's too cold to be using that. What construction sound or noise do you hate? Misuse of a sawzall. Hmm. My buddy doesn't know how to like let the blade cut, and he's just leaning, let the, and burning. Let, let and, the tool yeah, right. do the job. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? You know, probably one of the guys that changed my career the most was Jim Carew. And when he said the the vet helping the veterans. Oh, Jim Carrick. Yeah, sorry, Jim Carrick. My bad. Carew. They call him Carew. Carew. My okay. Bad. Crazy yeah, Carew. when he was talking okay. about helping the vet. Yeah, uh, Reynolds for Heroes. You know, I've always said that if uh, I love working with my dad, he helped me build all my personal homes on nights and weekends. And when he retired, he came and worked for me. I've always said if I wanted a million bucks, I would just go fix people's houses that couldn't afford it with them. So if I had to pick another career other than working for a living, I would just go and fix people's shit nice. with my dad. Yeah. That's wicked, man. What profession would you not like to do? You could not pay me to be in an office. No fucking way. I know. I know. <laughs> I can't deal with the city, man. I was driving around trying to find parking. I went to get something to eat. I smashed the clearance lights off of it at the mall. I do not <laughs> like the city. How many bones have you had broken? Um, a lot of concussions, like nine concussions. 
<laughs> he rides dirt bike, man. Five bones, maybe, or something. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. And the last question if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? It does exist. And I hope and I work hard so that he says, Good job, son. And Manny and Carlito are in the back about to pour. You better go give them help. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Adam, thanks very much for being on the show, no, man, so and, and driving out me. this far to come up to, yeah, to us. Thank and you so much. We didn't want to do a Zoom call. We didn't want to do any digital crap like that because we actually think that we have a better conversation when we have yeah, somebody I, right across from us. I agree. I think it was the right call. To yeah. No, so we would totally appreciate you taking the trek. And uh, I mean, we'll cross paths one day, man. Oh, I he's in tweet you. all the time. You'll be so giving yeah, me a yeah, call too yeah, yeah. so we're right. looking forward to that and then you never know maybe the construction life will go on the road and we'll stop in ottawa do it dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. okay so that's again amp construction on ig and also don't forget his son his son what's your son's name again chandler chan chandler. man c-h-a-n-m-a-n uh p p nine nine we'll leave the other ones alone hey, can we get can we get a construction life sticker on his bike it's gonna cost you money, but it will. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. We yeah. do this for charity. Yeah. Okay, Adam, thanks so much, man. Let's get right. out of here. Carlito. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. And this one's out to Adam. 613 Ottawa. Coming out of TO, baby. <laughs> <laughs>